0: Hello my friends. Welcome to episode 68 of the Between You and Me podcast. My name is Jessica Morris. I'm an Aussie expat and music journalist and every week it is my pleasure and privilege to bring you stories from music makers about the things that hurt, heal and change us in evangelical culture. All in an effort for me to become less cynical and to find the hope in evangelical culture and the Christian music industry. Today we have A long, long long-awaited episode with my friends Modern Day Cure. Modern Day Cure are a worship duo from Nashville, Tennessee, made of husband and wife Aaron and Tamar Chip. And I've actually been in contact with these guys for a while because one, I unknowingly went to the same church as them when I lived in Nashville. That was a thing. Two, when we started this podcast, I had someone, a publicist, reached out to me, and it was actually Tamar. She used to work in marketing, and she sent me some of the most incredible guests with the most incredible stories. Early guests like Ross King, Sydney Garrett, and Deidre Catlett. Like there are some incredible artists early on, Crossroads Worship, from like the first 20 or 30 episodes that Tamar put me directly in contact with. She really helped form the early stages of this podcast purely by reaching out to me. As life went on and she went off to pursue music, I realized that she had her own bands. Little did I know that this was a band that has been around for nearly a decade now and is quite well known. So when they were releasing their new single, their first single in three years, My Rescue... We had to have them on the podcast and I am so excited that we have found a time for Aaron and Tamar to join us. So today they are releasing the single My Rescue, their first music in three years and I cannot wait for you guys to hear it. This couple are some of the most like generally authentic, so to use a term servant hearted is like a really Christian cliche word, right? But there's something about these two where they will just do the hard yards behind the scenes to actually like lift up anyone else. So even though they're, sort of, they're known a bit as modern day cure, like they are behind the scenes in their own church, in their worship team, just serving. They go to other churches to like build up other congregations and worship teams and just be like, hey, let's let's see God move. And they have tough conversations with people about some of the most difficult and divisive issues behind the scenes. These are really good people. Um, and today it is my pleasure and my privilege to finally share their story with you. I think you will absolutely love them. Couples who are like doing ministry or trying to figure out like how to balance career and family, I think you will resonate with this today. Um, These two are really honest about how they have to choose to keep loving each other and choose to have grace on each other and trust God. But they also do it from such a place of devotion to each other um and it's really cool they also have a remarkable story about their son brave who has just turned one um so i'm excited for you to hear a bit of that i do want to give you guys a heads up uh, it felt really important today to address the death of brianna taylor in the usa by police officers and how that case has turned out in terms of three police officers um being let off and one one having charges laid against them um I have some thoughts about that just in regards to the overarching evangelical church and the worldwide church and how we are responding to it, um, which I will share after this interview. So if you want to hear that, um, stick around and I would love to share a bit about that with you. I share it from a perspective of a middle-class white Australian, a journalist who happens to be familiar with the evangelical church and with the Christian music industry. So I have thoughts on the breadth of that. Um, but I will certainly also highlight some people there who I think if you want to hear more, if you want to be educated, if you want to love well, um, that there will be some good really amazing people to check out, uh, who can give you accounts uh and have authority in this area that I can't. So stick around for that after this interview. But first, my friends, this is modern day cure. They are incredible. I hope that this inspires and strengthens your soul in a really, really tough week. Meet Aaron and Tamar Chip. What is the one thing that can heal a broken world? When husband and wife duo Aaron and Tamar Chip founded their worship band in 2012, this question guided them to their band name and their mission, Modern Day Cure. Building their music on a desire to see people encounter Jesus, the ultimate modern-day cure, found in Hebrews 13.8, an encounter at a youth conference saw the couple form the band years after Tamar had stopped singing and Aaron had put down his drumsticks. Based in Saginaw, Michigan, they began writing and performing with friend Tiffany Autry, and their first EP dropped in 2012. They began to pick up steam, winning the Big Ticket Festival Indie Band Competition in 2013. And they shared the stage with the likes of The Newsboys, Sanctus Real, Disciple, Francesca Battistelli, Cutlass, the J.J. Weeks Band, and All Things New. What a lineup! And in 2014, Modern Day Cure released their first full length album, called Victorious, a worship and rock infused delivery with soaring, powerful vocals that pushed listeners beyond the gospel sound they expected the band to carry. Picking up more tour dates and travelling to churches across the country, the band would go on to share tickets with artists like Blanca and Lecrae. They travelled to Nashville in 2015 to record the EP Promises, which featured popular songs like We Are The Brave. And eventually, Aaron and Tamar made the move to the city in the years following. Modern Day Cure became a worship geo that crossed cultural and denominational barriers. Planting at their church, The Belonging Co. in Nashville, Tennessee, Aaron and Tamar both joined the music team led by Andrew Holt and Pastor Henry Seely and come 2017 they released music under the name Modern Day Cure again dropping the single Confidence a stirring ballad about God's faithfulness when they put everything on the line for him With more music to give, things were put on hold when Aaron and Tamar had their baby boy Brave. But now in 2020 after an unprecedented year where touring and ministry has been either put on hold or had to adapt, Modern Day Cure is back with the aptly titled single My Rescue. It is an authentic and heartfelt cry to God about how He saves us in the middle of our mess. Who can relate? I spoke to Aaron and Tamar Chip about the events leading up to my rescue, how they balance music and ministry with parenthood and marriage, and why they choose to walk on water in faith every day. My friends, these are incredible, incredible people who you will very quickly love. Meet Modern Day Cure. For friends listening to the podcast who have never met Modern Day Cure before, who are you? And please introduce yourselves.
1: Yeah, Tamar um, and, and
0: Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And how would you describe Modern Day Cure, someone who'd never heard you before?
2: Yeah, so we are a worship band and a uh, husband and wife team, yeah. and we play um, out with a, a group of friends, and we get our name, Modern Day Cure, from Hebrews 13 and 8. It says that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so to us, that, that makes him the modern-day cure. And so our heart as, as a band is really to exalt Jesus, to share his truth and see people changed by his power.
0: I love that. Um, can you guys tell me how your band formed? Because you're both musicians in your own right. How did you come together and choose to start this band as a couple?
2: Yeah, well, that's really uh, a long and crazy story. So I'll, I'll try to make it um, as short as possible. But the truth is, is that um, we've been dating <laughs> tomorrow and a half since we were 15. And we've never talked about doing music together. Yeah, never.
1: Not one time. Not one time.
2: <laughs> um, it wasn't until uh, after college. Um, I was working at... Uh, my parents' church at the time, and I went to a um, a youth conference. I was a youth youth pastor, and I went to a um, a youth conference in Atlanta um, that equipped uh, youth pastors and youth leaders and um, Desperation Band was leading uh, worship um, out of uh, new life uh, church in Colorado and That was the first time I'd heard of them and it's you know thousands of people in this arena, but as they were playing and leading worship. I just felt the Lord speak to me so clearly that when I got back home, that um, you know I was supposed to start a band with Tamar, and so it was so unexpected and uh, the craziest thing. But uh, man, after I got back home to Michigan and um, and told Tamar, we were engaged. We were
1: engaged at, we were engaged time. at yeah. that
2: time, and she uh, she got on board, and we were like, yeah. So we just started on this journey of. Of becoming a band, and uh, neither one of us really were actively playing our instruments. We don't necessarily come from uh, musical families or anything like that. Uh, but we just felt like the Lord was leading us to do it, and and we did it. And we found um, another person in our church. Her name was Tiffany, and we came to her and said, "Hey, we we feel like God is asking us to start a band." And um, she was like, "Well, the crazy thing is, I had a dream that I, I was on stage with you guys, and I didn't know why." <laughs> and so, like, the pieces started connecting, and yeah, so we just started going, and 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 I was just with us as we began to learn how to how to play our instruments and write and become a band.
1: Yeah, it was. Yeah, it's just it's funny how we look back and how God started that, and we've been able to. We were in Michigan at that time. Mm-hmm and have since uh, moved to Nashville in 2017. And so it's just been a wild and crazy fun journey. Yeah. <laughs> and we have a son now, Brave, so he's he's like kind of in the band too. He plays drums yeah. and just like his dad. And so <laughs> it's just been a fun journey, just um, just different stages in life and how God just kind of reveals himself in different stages and phases and seasons. And so um, we're excited about what God is doing in this season.
3: Yeah.
0: Single Rescue, is that the title? Yeah, my rescue. My rescue, thank you. Can you tell me about the single? Yeah, I mean, and I I can just give you a little bit of a
1: backstory about that. We've always got a story. Yeah, so this is kind of like if we rewind pre COVID um, in January, I remember it was a Friday night and I was prepping for a set over the weekend and I kept playing this melody line over and over and I started to sing over it. And I ended up singing the first line of the song of my rescue and then I you know right away wrote it down and Aaron was in the other room at the time and I raced in the room and I told him I said Aaron I really think I've got something so he came in and we started to write over the course of two days and uh, we really had no idea that the song was going to be our single.
2: Yeah so it really didn't we didn't really set out to write the song it just kind of happened and this was um, in mid-January we were all their whole family was just getting over colds and we weren't feeling particularly well um our son brave was a year and a half at the time and he wasn't sleeping very well we were going through it with that and it was like all this stuff but really it was like that's the meaning of the song that god comes to rescue us in times of trouble right in the middle of right in the middle of our mess and um recently we went back and um, the original voice memos when we were writing the song, we was like, "Hey, let's just listen and see what was going on." And it's funny because, um, you know, I'm coughing and, and hacking all through the voice memos, and Braves crying and asking for chips. <laughs> <And> it's just, <laughs> you know, all this craziness. But yet, we had something um, that was birthed out of that that really encouraged us and inspired yeah. us um, throughout these past, you know, months that have been so so crazy for us
1: yeah and it was um this, the song is actually inspired by uh psalm 34 19 which says i'm going to share the scripture with you the righteous person faces many troubles but the lord comes to the rescue each time and we look at that scripture and we just kind of think about our own life how we've lived this mm. we've seen it you know time and time again whether it's moving here to nashville or believing for a baby or stepping down I remember for my full-time job to follow the call of God for our family. Um, Finding a producer or recording through a pandemic, I mean, God has been with us through it all.
0: That's incredible, I love that. And I think it's really beautiful that you've had this song come out of your journey, but it's also really paved the way for 2020 because who would have thought in January that we would be living in all this?
1: Yeah, we had no idea.
0: Nobody knew. Um, Can you guys tell me how, how have you sustained your faith and belief in God's goodness through not just this season, but all these previous seasons that you've mentioned?
2: Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think for us, it's just, you know, believing that God is true to his word, that he's faithful um, to keep his promises. And so um, really to look to him mm-hmm. in the midst of um, uncertainty, of trouble and all the crazy things going on in the world to remind ourselves that God is our fortress in times of trouble. He's a secure um, and safe place. And it's been good that we've had e- each other to be able to lean on yeah, and that encourage. Like when one, is, when one is down, the other is yeah. able to <laughs> pick the other. Um, up. And so I think for us, it's just been that continual reminding, reminding ourselves continually of God's faithfulness.
1: Yeah. And just rehearsing that because we've seen him do it in one season where it looked like how in the world, how in the world are we going to get through this? And Mm -hmm. then God comes through. And so just by us, we've always kind of been risk takers, kind of stepping out. And Mm -hmm. so we've kind of seen God meet us in those places where it's like we're literally walking on water. And so we've seen God come through, and so it's almost like we can see the faithfulness of God and just, just kind of remember, I, I know that he's done it prior, mm-hmm. and so we can trust him for this next big step. And it's almost like you get, it's out of the character of God, you know the character of God, because it's just like a faithful friend you know he comes through over and over and over again and so we can count on that to know well we know how god is we know what he does we know what this looks like we know what it feels like because it all it's it doesn't always feel good Mm -hmm. that but that doesn't mean that god's not with us and so we've had to to live in that sometimes it's a tension Mm -hmm. but it's a good tension because god he shows up and he's very faithful um to meet us where we're at so
3: you will my rescue You won't abandon what you started Show even in trouble I believe you promise You are the guy who stays and makes you wait for my days You are the one who shaves Too far, to hear my heart. It's who
0: you are, never too far, dear to my heart. i resonate with that so much too, the living in the tension of it. Yeah. I loved how you guys describe that and how mm-hmm. it's so evident that you can even though like you, you go through these clear seasons and God comes through and does miraculous things and yet you continually choose to step out in faith. in a new season um and that's quite from my perspective that's quite remarkable because that takes a lot of courage and energy (laughs) um (laughs) 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 how do you guys sustain that um when you're also like maintaining your marriage you're trying to pay bills and, and you're raising brave how do you balance all of that holistically I think it's
1: been um, us being in agreement. I think that's been the biggest blessing for us and we've been able to go the distance. Um, very early on in our marriage, um, we were 21 and 22 when we got married. Mm-hmm. And so from even that standpoint of being young, we had to make a lot of difficult decisions very early on. And so we've had to learn how to understand that we're, we may be you know, experiencing some fear and unknown, but when we lock arms together, that we be able to walk through those seasons together and God just supernaturally just gives us this strength. Um, And the scriptures even talk about the blessing and, and, you know, when you're walking in unity, God commands the blessing and how he gives us that, that extra strength that we need. And it's so, it's been so evident in our marriage um, to be able to pray for each other and to be able to encourage each other um, and be able to say, Hey, you know, like we're in this together and it's no blaming and no pointing fingers Um, that we stand by our decisions together. Um, and just like Aaron said, just lifting each other up because both of us can't be down at the same time. So, um, just being able to be in agreement with God first and then being in agreement with each other, um, has really just really been able to help us navigate some of the tough seasons, stepping out and making some very, you know, big decisions for our family and even having brave now, um, just being able to help each other with him and learning how to parent for the first time—all those things we've learned—we've had to learn a lot of things for the first time um on our journey, and we just kind of just keep moving. I think that's the biggest thing. I don't—I don't know if I've covered everything, Erin. No, I think
2: that's good. Yeah. I think I mean we've we've had to learn. I mean, yeah. And and um, I think we've just learned that we're better together. Better
1: together. Right? Yeah.
2: <laughs> like, yeah. We're more powerful, more effective. Mm-hmm. Um, together we're on the same page yeah. moving in the same um in the same direction and yeah. so i think more than anything we've had to really guard our our unity mm-hmm. and and um <clears throat> because it's, you know it's something as silly as uh, a <laughs> you know arguing about socks in the corner or of,
3: where's, <laughs> the of where's the phone
2: charger where's the phone charger you know it's like it's, uh, silly stuff like that you know can come and try to Your dare, your attitude, and and try to shift your focus off of what what really matters. Um, And so I think we just have to be intentional
3: about those things. Yeah.
0: Um, How has 2020 challenged your ministry? Because you guys, a lot of the time, you travel around, you equip people, you lead worship. What has your ministry and your call looked like in 2020?
2: yeah i mean like so many others um you know it's been different we've had to manage um, loss and change and unrest the social unrest um, and the racial tension that's going on it's all just played a toll on our
3: mm-hmm.
2: on our soul and um especially with with, with traveling most of our our um, our outings got canceled um for the summer and, and for the fall or canceled or rescheduled trying to reschedule for um for next year um and so uh it it really did give us time really to record our new single and so we were able to put those creative energies into um recording and really writing we're excited about um, the fresh batch of songs that we've written over the summer and so um while we we definitely wanted to get on the road and we took um, some financial loss and hits because of um, things being canceled, um, it also gave us an opportunity to write and to create and really to just trust God anew yeah a <laughs> fresh and say okay god like this this really stinks. we know we're not the only ones going through this um, but we're leaning on you right now and, and God's been faithful to he's been faithful to provide
1: yeah." Yep. And just the fresh inspiration, just, it it was almost like a reset um, for us because it was almost like a go, 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 go season. And so we just kind of had to almost kind of recalibrate, kind of figure out where we wanted to go, what we wanted to do, what God was saying in this season and even more so what is God saying right now in the earth. And so it's just been a great time just to sit and listen and be still and hear from God in a fresh way without all the extra distractions. Um, It's been really, really helpful. And again, as, as Aaron has mentioned, we got this song um, just from prior, even, even though it was written prior to COVID um, we just kind of knew that this was going to be, this needed to be the single for this season for us.
0: Something I'm really curious about, and I would love your thoughts on it, um, is the power of worship and praise, um in in light of the current i don't know 2020 what we 're living in at the moment um, knowing that when we we worship and when we give something of ourselves that God moves and that things can change in the spiritual and the natural um, you guys i I feel like your ministry is that you're actually at the forefront of that because generally you're traveling from church to church you're meeting with Believers who have all sorts of different opinions, which is where a lot of the division is at the moment. Um, can you tell me how how you've seen culture or your life or the, the I know churches and people around you change due to the nature of worship or or praise and worship? And is that too big of a question?
1: Erin, how will we utilize how will we utilize worship in the season? And what does it look like? Like, how can we go deeper in worship in this season? And we're talking, I'm sorry, personally or corporately or what? Yeah, that's a great question. Personally or corporately or even both?
0: Let's start corporately and then dive to personally.
1: Yeah. um, It's been, it's been
2: interesting, especially with, um, with worship. Um, A lot of churches been, you know, virtually, (laughs) (laughs) virtual experience and, and, and maybe not getting a chance to um, be in, in a church uh, service uh, with other believers together. I think um, during this pandemic, it's almost made us as the people of God redefine what true worship is, mm-hmm. um, and that yes, certainly mm-hmm. gathering with the saints and singing songs out loud is a major part of that, but it's also about how we live our lives every day. Like every moment mm-hmm. is an offering of worship yeah. um to God. And um I think that this season has made uh believers and made the church say, hey, you know what? Um justice is a part of it's a part of part of worship. It's a part of you know how how I treat my yeah. My brother and my, and my sister is um, it's part of worship to God. It's part of an offering to God. And so, um, you know, the scriptures say righteousness and justice are the foundation of God's thrones. And so uh, it's the foundation of God's throne. And so I think these things that we've been seeing and, and hearing um, is making the church think about, okay, how, how is my life living up to true worship? like it you know are we just singing songs are we truly living um living these things and um what's been cool is that as um some churches have started to open back up and we've gone and and led worship is you know we've been able to have some really cool conversations with people um you know off stage or behind stage about um current events and what's going on what's going on in the world and Um, It's been encouraging to see people um, be receptive, um, their hearts open, and and willing to listen to um, a different perspective and and willing to listen to um, the truth of, of God's word. So that's been encouraging.
0: has played a role for you personally during this season how has it helped you through or even transforms your situation and what you're going through right yeah
1: now? I think for us as being a worship band um it's more than just a song and just it's exactly what Erin said it's about having a a lifestyle of worship what I'm doing when I'm not on stage what I'm doing off stage, how I treat my husband, how I treat my family um, when nobody's looking. And so just being, um, you know, authentic to who we are um, and our relationship with God and, and honoring God in all situations, in all environments and such, um, even if we're not on the stage. And just personally, for mental health, I think for us, it's been really good uh, for us to, again, have this time where we've been able to evaluate self-evaluate um, on who we are as artists and you know, musicians, um, not necessarily being on stage or traveling, but who we are as, as children of God, um, and not just who we are as a band. Um, who are, what are some things that we need to work on internally, or what are some things that God is speaking to us that maybe we were just so busy prior, um, that we just didn't have, maybe it was just a little muddy, Um, I mean, what are those areas that we need to sharpen? I mean, for me, even I've been able to really dig into the scriptures more, um, even some meditation that I've been able to do on the scriptures, a great app that I have um, that's been really helpful to be able to in the morning and then in the evening to be able to meditate on God's word um, in a deeper way. And so um, I really feel like we have gone in a deeper place um, through this whole situation, Um, It's almost like there was a stripping away of all the other things that maybe could have been uh, distractions. And so it's just been really a good time for us to go deeper in the word and deeper in our relationship with God and and really to um, do some self-evaluation of of where we are and where we need to be um, as worshipers.
0: Tell me more about the devotions that you've been doing uh, in regards to your new single. Is that right? Yeah
1: yeah so
2: um we have uh, a group of friends um helping us to to give uh some devotionals about uh God's rescue um during this month leading up to the release of our single and um it's been it's been wonderful mm-hmm. just to have people come and share um a scripture and a word of encouragement a testimony and um and people are saying how much they're enjoying it, how much they're they're really um being blessed by. Uh, what people have to share.
1: Yeah, and it's been great to have our friends. Um, just just a different perspective. I mean, for us, it's never really about us. It's about the church, the body of Christ. And so um, I think it's been very refreshing for, um, and maybe Aaron already said this, but just to have just a different voice, a different perspective, and even some testimonies that people can listen to because people really need to be encouraged. Mm-hmm. And it's something about when somebody shares, shares their experience of how God has helped them overcome a situation, it really lifts everybody else up um, because everybody's dealing with something. And so I think it's been uh, really encouraging to have um, you know, people share their experience and even to have something daily. We've been posting these daily um, on Instagram and on Facebook and also on our Twitter account. And so it's been good, even the Instagram stories, Um, for people to just have a fresh, just a fresh word. I mean, the Bible tells us to meditate on the word day and night. And so I think there's, there's, it's really important um, even to start the day with something to kind of set your, your mind on um, the things of God, because the news is heavy. Um, It's so uncertain day to day, you know, really we're taking things day to day. And so we never know what's going to happen tomorrow. And so, to be able to have these devotions, to be able to help people land on the truth of God's word and the truth about their situations with so much stuff going on. I think it's just been really refreshing and we've had such great feedback um, from people messaging us and just saying how it, you know, really encouraged them and blessed them and gave them a different perspective. So it's been fun.
0: That's so good. And people can find them on your social media. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We've been posting them every day and, so that's just been cool. And um, to be able to really translate what God's rescue looks like, because sometimes we think it looks a certain way, but with God, he's just so beyond our comprehension and he works in many ways. So <laughs> that's kind of what we're, we've been trying to communicate, um, just kind of giving people a window on the word of, of what God is saying through rescue, what that means. So.
3: then
0: popcorn questions are a little bit more random um just because they're fun a lot of the time so you can either answer these separately or together i don't mind um what album has changed your life the most it can be christian not christian worship whatever you like
1: mm-hmm. oh Erin, I'm, I'm gonna let you go first it's popcorn so it should be quick right popcorn. <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, or, or people can never give me just one album. So if you want to give me a handful, I won't be offended.
2: <laughs> I'll start, and it's this is. Um, I mentioned Desperation Band before, but um, after guys spoke to me to start the band I, again, I wasn't even really listening to, um, you know, a lot of um music or Christian music at the time. I was mainly listening to um Christian rap, but the first really like contemporary worship city that I got after that was Desperation ben, Um, I believe it was entitled Who You Are. And mm-hmm. that kind of like really okay. inspired me to begin to start to write. Yeah. So that was obviously a, a, a big one for us.
1: Yeah, for me, I'm gonna go back like, and you you can attest to this, Jessica, but I love my Rachel Lampa, I love my- Yes! Oh. I loved Out of Eden, I loved C.C. Winans, uh, Helen Baylor, um Jackie Velasquez did I say her name
0: no you didn't but she deserves a and, shout out um, yes
1: and then just like our church has been um Kirk Franklin yeah, yeah. we were listening to Kirk Franklin we went mm-hmm. to go get brave from Michigan um this past That's weekend probably. and we listened to Kirk Franklin like uh, it just gave us a jolt of energy <laughs> and then um yes. our church at the belonging co has just been their their music has just been so so instrumental in this season in particular um, on our on our in our journey so it's been great
0: that is so good all excellent answers (laughs) i appreciate that um if you guys could go back in time to the day when you decided that you were going to form a band in addition to get married what would you tell yourself knowing what you know now that's
1: a really good question wow (laughs)
3: yeah um
2: it's a process
1: yes that's perfect it doesn't happen overnight
2: it's a process so enjoy it yeah like do your part and let
4: let god do this yeah
1: and it never sometimes it doesn't turn out usually it doesn't turn out the way you think it's going to turn out but it turns out and it turns out way better and many times um things are things that the the great things that happen are very unexpected they come in unexpected times so sometimes you're thinking about something and you think it's going to happen one way but then when you're not thinking about it that's when God ends up bringing it in so if that makes sense mm-hmm.
0: Just the best. I love these guys. It was literally my first time talking to, like, talking to them verbally. We we uh, we we send each other like emails and social media messages all the time. Tamara and I, um, but it was really cool to be able to actually meet them and talk to them. And it's a weird world with social media, but I am so grateful when it draws people together. Tamara's is a friend now. These people are my family, and um, I'm so excited that that you get to meet them too. I feel like. Modern Day Cure has been part of the Between You and Me family for like a year now. And finally, you all get to meet them too. It's like family Christmas, but better. And, um, and and that was a delight. So thank you, Aaron and Tamar. Guys, go and check out their single, My Rescue. It is out today. And you can also find their incredible devotions, which are on their social media now. Just go to at moderndaycure.com. I say cure like an Australian. I'm sorry. It's, it is it is Modern Day Cure, C-U-R-E. You'll find them on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You'll find them on their website at moderndaycure.com. All their videos, the devotionals, music, it's all there. Go and check them out. If you're in a church and you want to work towards booking them in for when COVID restrictions lift, go and do it. It'll be so good for you guys. You'll love it. Thank you, Aaron and Tamar. Love you guys and am so grateful and inspired by your choice to keep being faithful and persevere, even when it's really hard. Thank you. It feels it feels timely and important that I mention uh, what has been filling US headlines at the moment in regards to the death uh, and the trial following the death of Breonna Taylor, the 26-year-old woman who was shot while she was in her home. Now, before you say, hey, Jessica, why are we talking about this? Um, I'm fully aware that I am a white Australian, um, so I'm not speaking from a place of actually being in that community, but I realize it's important that we address it as a podcast and as a family uh, because this is, one, an important topic, but two, uh, it's actually something that's it's a conversation that a lot of people in the evangelical church and the Christian music industry are actually starting to have and speaking out about, um, which traditionally black people and people of colour in the church and out of the church have maybe spoken about this and received a lot of flack for it um, or they've actually like lost fans. I'm talking like about LaCrae, right? Um, but what we've seen with this What has been termed a civil rights movement of 2020 is that people all over the world, not just in the church, have started being more aware. We've started speaking up. We've tried to do more than just hashtag activism. We are actually, you know, trying to do more than just a little black square. We're trying to be like, how do I be the hands and feet of Jesus in this? And so when I saw yesterday that Matt Ma had posted a picture of Breonna Taylor literally a picture in solidarity with his black brothers and sisters and had fans basically attack him for it and when I saw Maverick City Music one of the most talented diverse amazing upcoming worship groups post a picture on their social media where a fan had actually said to them stop posting political things when I'm like this is how can you separate it this is this is this is this is like life and death for members of the band. I realize that we have to talk about this because Christian musicians are starting to get it. And when I say they're starting to get it, it's not that they haven't had compassion before and it's not that they haven't cared before. But for a lot of them, it's that if they spoke up, they risk losing their careers. They were not allowed to by their management companies or it was this real awkward tension of if I speak up, am I going to say the wrong thing? Like, is it something that I've experienced as a white person before? Am I educated enough for this? If I speak up, am I going to bring offence? What if I get it wrong? What if people tell me that I should be saying all lives matter instead of black lives matter? And that's stuff that for a lot of white people and a lot of uh, people of colour in this case, um, because we're talking particularly about the black community here, we've all had to grapple with those questions, right? Um, and rightfully so, but in grappling with them, we've actually come to a point of conclusion where we go, it is up to me now to look to my black brothers and sisters and follow their lead. They don't have to lead, but but see what they're doing and go, okay, how can I support them in that? Um, I've seen more and more Christian musicians do this, and some of them aren't even publishing pictures like publicly. Some of them are literally—I'm seeing them just like Instagram posts. They're sending hearts to each other. This is huge. This is huge. This is telling us that the Christian music industry, the evangelical church, which which is classically Western, white, empirical mindset, right? It's changing because people's hearts and minds are changing and we are gaining courage and bravery to do this. We are learning how to do this um, and we are taking ownership for our mistakes when we make them. So in regards to what is happening, I know that Priona's name is more than a name. It's more than a brand. I would never, ever want to imply that. But I would like to say that if you want to know more, if you want to be led by people who are actually living this, please go and talk to your friends and your family. Please go and visit their news feeds. Um, and I can direct you to a few here. Go to Carlos Whitaker. He's at Los Wit. I will have the link in our details. He had a brilliant status just saying, don't talk at us as black people, just be with us. Um, Go to Kirk Franklin. He's become one of the most outspoken, uncompromising voices on this. Go to Austin Channing Brown. I will have all the links in the show notes. Um, But there are people who are talking about this from a place where they have lived it. This is their community. This is their people. Um, And I think that should be our first port of call, whether you're a Christian or you just profess to love well, you want to love well, a first port of call should always be to go to the people who are foremost impacted by this and listen to them. We are called first and foremost to people, to be with them, to love them, to cry with them, to weep with them. At the moment, our black brothers and sisters are experiencing a heaviness that is a result of hundreds and hundreds of years of oppression, right? Right? And me saying this is not saying that the pain and the oppression of other peoples or other tragedies or events isn't valid. Oh, no, please don't think that. You can say Black Lives Matter and not mean the organization, right? You can say Black Lives Matter and still believe that the wildfires in California are heartbreaking and devastating, you can still be for equal rights here and for fair treatment of people here and for justice here. It is possible to be with people and meet them in their pain and still say that other, other tragedies are valid. It's just being with someone however you do that. Whether you like a post, whether you talk to them, whether you share something, whether you petition, whether you march, whether you donate, whatever it looks like for you to love others in 2020, just go and do that. We won't always understand or agree with other people, right? The church has never been, well, it feels like a church has never been more divided, and in America at the moment, it feels even bigger because if we're looking at the evangelical church, you've got an election coming up. And oh my gosh, let's not even talk about who people are voting for because that's even going to cause even more division. It's really hard for us to find common ground at the moment and it's permeating every aspect of our life and our culture and our pain and tragedy. It means that it's dividing us and ripping us apart and that we're allowing our own pain to actually let ourselves harm our brothers and sisters. It doesn't have to. What is really hopeful for me is that I am seeing increasingly and around the world people in churches stepping up. And I'm saying that generally. I know there are different denominations that have been active in social justice areas, active in different areas, in mission for years. But it feels like more than ever we are seeing the overarching universal church, the people who profess to believe in Jesus Christ, Step into a realm of saying this is what it means to love people like Jesus did irrespective of our differences, of our hurts or of the powers and authorities above me or around me that would say this is wrong when in fact Christ says this is right. This has been the hardest year that a lot of us have ever faced. And there, are, there is tragedy and heaviness in this year that I can't even fathom as a white middle-class Australian. But there is hope in this year and I'm seeing that because we are finally learning to listen. So please listen. Please learn. I'm trying to. When we get it wrong, we get it wrong and we pick it up and we say sorry and we keep going but we have to keep listening because that is what Jesus did. He went to people and he sat with them and he feasted with them and he listened to them. Teaching came, change came. I get all that. Our job as his as his people, go and be with them. That is what love looks like in 2020. And it also feels really important to note in light of the tragedy and there are no words for what has happened with the Breonna Taylor case. That, that this, this sort of injustice happens around the world, which is no surprise to anyone. Um, but in Australia, recently, we had a death of a young Indigenous man um, at the hands of police. Um, and now, whenever that happens, that is, there is no charge, really. Ever, right? It's 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 racist. That's not to generalise saying an entire people's is racist. It's not generalise saying entire industry or business is racist. It's just to say that there is discrimination and that the Australian justice system, like other justice systems, is flawed because it's made up of people, right? It has been built in such a way where it is racist. I mean Australia is built, modern Australia is built on convicts, right, and genocide. So, of course, that's a thing. But why I'm bringing this up is because for the first time, for the very first time we had a police or for the very first time we had a police officer in one of our states charged with murdering an Indigenous teenager. Who was in police custody. Like, justice was done in the sense that that was passed. And it should have happened for Breonna Taylor. It should have happened in all four counts. But if you're looking for some hope and some fuel to keep going today, that change can happen, and we still have a long journey ahead of us in Australia, trust me. Justice can be done. And and this 19-year-old guy, Kamangi Walker, he was shot in November by a by officers, for no good reason. But in July, a police officer was charged with his death. That is revolutionary in modern-day Australia. And if that change can happen here, it can happen in America. It can happen everywhere. Keep working for justice, my friends. Keep walking with love. Okay, that was... Not even a TED talk, more an opinion column piece of Jessica um talking about justice Today it felt important to address that, not to minimize other issues i just I just know that it's a big part of what's been on my mind lately, and it's been a big part of what's in my friends' minds and in people in the industry um and that means we need to talk about it, so like I said before. Go and follow the lead of your black brothers and sisters and do this in, in any, in any issue or any way that you want to help. Go to the people who are most affected. So in this case, again, I would invite you to go and check out Carlos Whitaker. He is at Los Wheat. Go check out Lecrae, Kirk Franklin, Austin Channing Brown. There are so many great, incredible people speaking truth. In this moment. The links will be in the show notes. But you will find them. They're doing the hard yards. uh, And they are. And I have learned so much. From them. Which. um, And. If you're looking to be educated. That's a good starting point. That is all for this episode. Thank you guys for joining me. It's. It's. This year is just something else, but um, it's been a real privilege to be able to have real conversations with you, with other people during this year about the stuff that hurts, heals, and changes us. Stuff like politics, uh, stuff like grief and relationships, you know, the real life stuff. The real life stuff that really is at, at the heart of what we're all going through this year. Thank you for doing this with me. My name is Jessica Morris. If you would like to connect with me, you can find me at Jessica K. Morris on Instagram. I'm more active on there. You can also connect with us, the podcast at Between You Me Pods. You will find all snippets from recent shows, past episodes, all that stuff, and the work of our wonderful media coordinator, Morgan. If you go and check us out on social media, at Between You Me Pod, or you can also find us online at BetweenYouAndMePod.com. You will find a link to our merch there and so forth. I can't believe I just said so forth in a podcast, but you know, here we are, and who am I to edit that out? My name is Jess Morris. Thank you guys for chasing the light with me. Here's to hope.
4: I woke up with a broken heart in my chest. I couldn't sleep, couldn't get no rest. Weighed down by the heaviness of life. And I try to shake it flipping through my phone But all it does is make me feel more alone How could anything that feels so wrong be right? Seven billion voices separate us But only one can show us who we are We are Shades of love, we are made, made in the image of made in the image of God. That's where the light comes from, yeah. We all need the same medicine, we all need another second chance. There's no first in line at the foot of the cross.